Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good evening and good morning. Good evening, good afternoon, good evening no, not, and good night. Not good afternoon, I don't like the afternoon. Well actually I'm a big fan of the afternoon. Nick, this bit is nothing. <laughs> this bit has to be something. The people <laughs> came here for this. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, but today we are recapping and discussing episodes 13 and 14 of Revolutionary Girl Utena. The end of one arc and the beginning of another arc. A far more disturbing, uh, dark, sinister, maybe incestuous? This is like sunrise and sunset, or I suppose more accurately like sunrise, sunset the Australian. and moonrise. No, we're not going to talk about Koshi. Ugh. This is a no Koshi zone. No, we're only going to talk about the literal sun, its risingness. It's rising. It is rising every day. If there's one thing we can say about the sun, is that every night it goes away, mm-hmm. and then the next morning a new sun rises, and it cu- it spends a day with us before it too is put in the trash. Are they related in any way? Like, is it like the sun's brother has to come up just to be like, i got to cover for my bro. And then the next brother comes up to cover for the other bro, and then it just keeps cycling forever. <laughs> Nick, if you don't know that suns aren't alive, I really can't indulge you. Well, speaking of things that are alive, I just so happen to know that our patrons are alive and well. We hope so. Yeah. We wish you well. Sending well wishes and uh, spirit bomb energy to all of our patrons. (laughs) We'll just bombard you with good vibes and... Love good vibes. Saw a great Simpsons meme recently Mm -hmm. that was, you know, when Bart hits Homer with the chair in the bath? Yeah. It's that. But it's, um, Bart is Goku holding a spirit bomb above his head and Homer Mm, is Freezer. Beautiful. Yeah. Top memes. Speaking of top, we're getting through the backlog of people to shout out now. Good. And that one person that we have, that we have to clear on this episode. Wait, is that the last person? No, God, no, absolutely not. I don't know why I phrased it this way. Well, other people look forward (laughs) to future episodes of our podcast, which we will continue to make thanks to the support of patreon.com slash jojo's world. The only Patreon worth subscribing to because it offers no tangible benefit. Anymore, Other than the continued production of Jojo's World, the only podcast on the internet about listening to anime and watching the only anime worth watching... Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which Where, we are not talking about today. Because we've already exhausted all possible avenues of that content. Apart from the manga, which I refuse to do on principle, <laughs> no matter how many emails I get. <laughs> anyway. who's the, What's his name, Nick? So thank you, Jenny Hoops. Jenny Hoops. Now, there are a lot of puns we can make here. But we're not going to make but any of them, because ma- we respect you too yeah. much. We literally looked at your name and went, that's a good name. Yeah. That's a damn that's good That's a good name. name. It's got hoops. Everyone loves a good hoop. We love hoops. God. You can hula them. You can dunk them. Oh, but hang on. Let's not go too far down that road. Lest we disrespect our patron fan base too much. But that being said... Go on. I was going to say... Jenny, go on. Je- Jenny Hoops might be a good... Jenny Hoops is like a really... If they took... Like a really good character name on like Riverdale I was going to say right? if they just like really fucked up naming Lola Bunny. Wow. You know Lola Bunny? Yeah, I know Lola Bunny, but... Really fucked up? Yeah. That's what you want to... Oh, yeah, she's like the basketball character. We're going to call her Jenny Hoops. I suppose Lola Bunny is just as blatant because she's the basketball rabbit. Basketball rabbit. Wait, why is Lola Bunny a... Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, why is that a pun? It's not. Oh, okay. I didn't say pun. I just said on the nose. Wait, why is it on the nose? Oh, because she's a bunny. Yeah. Oh, I get you. Anyway, Jenny Hoops has a perfectly fine name. we have a media criticism podcast. (laughs) Look, thank you, Jenny Hoops. For supporting us 
etc. Yeah. This may have been the worst possible shout out we've done oh, so far. Oh, I fully disagree there. <laughs> we've done some rough ones. <laughs> just, I fully suspect we've done what we've just gone. Who are we shouting out today? This guy? Johnny, Man, Johnny fuck that Wilkes guy. Booth. Johnny Wilkes Booth. Yep. No um, relation. I'm glad you uh, emphasized that point. I refuse to answer whether or not I have any relation to Johnny Wilkes Booth on principle. I think you may have misunderstood me there. Yes, I did. <laughs> it's all falling into place now. It's so many Jenga blocks. And like so many Jenga blocks, it is disappearing and we're moving on. Yes. And that is, is what we call in broadcasting school a segue. Because today <gasps> yeah. we're talking about Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant in which one arc is disappearing like so many Jenga blocks and then another arc is beginning like so many... Jenga block. I was going to say like so I many keep other saying board Jenga. Games. I mean Tetris. I've been imagining Tetris this whole time. <laughs> they're basically the same game. No, they're not even. Rem- one of them, you slide things into place and then they disappear. The other one, you push the things out until the tower crumbles before your eyes. Which I thought is what you were referring to in that where like pulling out as much as we can from this joke and then the tower is going to collapse. So what you're saying is my mistake made it better. I don't know, but I'm willing yeah, to believe it. the tower's gonna collapse, ready to collapse. Okay, but now it's collapsing. <laughs> I really shouldn't have said that. This is collapsing that in front of my eyes. a quote from the radio, emergency responder radio from 9-11. Oh, Jesus. So a lot of good... Um, a lot of good content. I saw happened. a lot of good 9-11 Simpsons memes recently. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that it's like, ooh, shouldn't have said that 9-11 thing. So I saw some good Simpsons well, that's why it's, that's why it's why? On, that's why it's on the brain. Okay, all right. Were they good or were they like Ooh. Oh, they were good. Oh, okay. All right. So today. So today, Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant, episode 13, which is of course entitled Tracing oh. a Path. Oh, cuz it's a clip show. It's a clip show. Oh, cuz it's a clip show. It's a montage of duels we've already seen and some of the context. While mm. a mysterious figure monologues at another mysterious figure in a dark room full of colourful stained glass windows emblazoned with themes in French. Uh, Who I think we now know who it is. It is Akio. But we don't know the other half yet. We've just seen him in a lot of flashbacks and phantasms. Yeah. Is he even... You want to come around to my place and play a game of flashbacks and phantasms? Oh, I can't do that. I'll be playing uh, Revolutions and... Rondos? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing there. <laughs> uh, what about Girls and Guns? Ooh, actually. That's basically um that game that went on to become Honkai Impact. Gun Girl Z or something, I think it was called. Oh. Oh, okay. Gun Girl Z. Or Zed. I won't judge. Okay, that makes more sense to me. Tracing a path. A look back at all the prior duels and major events with some perspective. Also, a hint of what lies in store for Utena if she continues the path of the duelist. <gasps> we, we got a lot of like, ah, they're on the path of the duelist. Yeah, but like, it's like, ah, Utena, this girl has taken her first steps down the path of the duelist. She has won the duel for self and the duel for love and, and the reason duel for... And... But when she, will she win the duel for revolution? That's what we're here for. Oh. Me, here. I'm this guy in this red shirt with this white ponytail. Who is he? His name's Akio, and we find out in the next episode he is Anthe's brother. Possibly. Well, maybe. Allegedly. Kind of. Anth- Alleged brother. Al- Akio, if that is your real name. Yeah, pretty much. 
getting strong vibes from him. But sinister vibes or kind of. Okay, well, we know that something's up. We know something's up because the first thing Anthony says about him is that he doesn't know she's the Rose Bride or that she's like in all these duels. Mm. But we know from the episode immediately prior that he does. Yes. So something's afoot. Something is happening. There's Akio's afoot. <gasps> Akio is a foot. Nick, shut up. Okay. This is <laughs> the commentary for episode 13, and it has strong Araki energy. Oh, God. This is just between you and me. But when I was 14, I saw a UFO. <gasps> Wait, who's, who's talking? Who's, is it the producer? Yeah. Okay. That UFO telepathically told me this prophecy. When you grow up, you will direct an anime about girls revolutionizing various things. Various things. Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant is at its core anime about girls revolutionizing various things. We can all agree. Uh, sure. And then he responds in this context. Mm -hmm. Surely you jest. And then the UFO again responds. You must not tell anyone about me. If you ever do, what, what will happen to me? People will call you a sketchy guy. Is that the whole... Yes, that's the end. That's it. And there's a citation. Uh-huh. Ikuhara has told at least two other versions of this UFO story. <laughs> In one, it also warns him to stop being a stalker after being turned back down by a girl he liked. Uh-huh. And in another, it interrupts a radio program to question him on whether diamonds, canned peaches, and beautiful memories are eternal. What? Uh, okay. So, so mm. what I'm getting from this is... He had an experience with a UFO that told him something. <laughs> what exactly? We're not sure. Precisely, Nick. Okay. And more importantly, this is a show about girls revolutionising various, various things. things. Nick, what would you like to see revolu- You know, um, Utena is re- and Utena is really revolutionising the uh, taxi industry. Ah, uh, I see, because she herself turns into a car. Yeah, mm. Mm, rideshare. Really subverting our expectations mm. of what a car truly is. Yeah, a car can be a beautiful girl who knows how to sword fight. Oh, but they have to revolutionise themselves as well. And the wheels of the car mm -hmm. revolutionise ah. to drive it forward because of the force of the engine. Mm. I hate that so much. <laughs> Maybe it's just... Oh, wait, fuck. That's... And when she danced with Anthe on the night of the ball, they revolutionised as they slowly span around. Liam, it only just clicked in my mind yes. that in the opening they're spinning. Yeah, Nick. They're revol We've yeah. made this joke. Mm -hmm. They're spinning together and then they keep getting torn apart by various forces. Yeah. And then at the end, Utena is spinning alone. Revolving. Just like what happened in the last couple of episodes. Oh, my God. So she's a revolutionary girl. Yeah, she revolutions. Nice. Now, do we want to read the next one now? No, or when? later. Ooh, We've ooh. got a clip show to talk about. <laughs> so we open in what can only be described as a weird sequence, because I'm pretty sure... I feel like there are other more explicit ways to describe that, because that is very vague. Okay, so first things first, we get the same monologue from before. About uh, Utena's past. She, yeah. She yeah. was, you know, kissed. Not, sorry. Her parents died. She was yeah. a princess. Then Tears a prince showed up and was like, yeah, little one who is in such sweet sorrow, do not lose your agony yeah, and bear was... up with such nobility. Oh, I'm going to be a prince myself. I think my I'm going to be a bloody prince myself. Thank you very but much. But can that truly be called a good thing? 
So far, so good. Yep. And then we get a weird sequence. Now we get, we're getting right into the shadow puppets and they really rused us last time. And I genuinely appreciate this, <laughs> this, this bit of schemery. So you remember last time we saw the shadow puppet people basically be like, I'm sick of this. Let's go home. Mm-hmm. And they got into a UFO. Yep. And again... There's that recurring motif of the UFO yep. in your youth giving you an important message. Yep, I see it now. Yes. Uh, but this time, they're back. Well, and no, they're on the moon, aren't they? No, they're, they're just they're in... Like space suits? Nick, there's no setting in there. <laughs> you understand that, right? There's, there's no, like, It's only what or... we see. It's true. There's only the background. But yes, they the are in space suits and the UFO is next to them. Yep. And they're like, have you heard the news? The meddlesome hero has again won the duel. Ooh. Oh, might makes right, one of them says, and holds up two ray guns. And the other is a fish and says, losers are smelly old fish. And then I think they, they're talking really weird voices, but I assume that's because they're in spacesuits, right? And they're just weird. And they're just weird. Like, we yeah. can agree that the people who are doing recurring, obscure, thematic monologues as shadows Uh are pretty weird well and then we see again the ufo flying through the sky but then we zoom out a bit and we see that the ufo is just like a poster stuck up on the um big stained glass window that the puppets are projected through as we find out next episode wait you mean the the background image is like the poster yeah and the ufo is stuck on like a fishing rod yeah that they're a shadow silhouette of the ufo yeah yeah it was ocular trickery and we fell for it, the rubes that we are. <laughs> if only we'd known more. And they're just saying, do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know? Meanwhile, Nanami is sad. Yep. And looking through a doorway where there is an old, one of her old-timey listening devices. Old-timey listening de- You mean like a tape reel? Yeah, one of those 60s supercomputer yep. tape reels. Yep, yep. Which is repeatedly saying, if we don't crack the world's shell, we will die without being born. And then it slowly pans to the right, and we see sitting in a chair, Kiryu. Is he there, or is it just an empty chair in an empty room? I'm pretty sure Kiryu's sitting there just listening to this over and over again. And he's he just is looking sad at... because his schemes failed. And he's just looking out the window. And Nanami is sad because he is sad. Oh. And she has a thing for him. That's why she murdered a cat and tried to kill Utena and tried to embarrass Anthe. That's kind of her whole deal. That tracks. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then and she, she slowly closes the door. We get a shot of the big dueling the arena. The big upside down dual sky palace. And I think we then get a shot of... The man, who we know is now know is Akio, uh-huh. but at the time was an unknown man who we had never seen before. And we literally went, what the fuck? But he, he does bear a slight resemblance to the prince in that he has dark skin and white hair. Yeah, but quite... he spends the rest of this episode monologuing at the still form of the prince. So mm. we assume they're not the same person, but we can't be certain. I mean, it's difficult to say. He's wearing a red shirt, black pants, and he walks up to the Sky Palace, stands in the centre of the big rose seal in it. Not the Sky Palace, sorry, the dueling arena. Mm-hmm. And looks up at the Sky Palace, which shoots a beam at him, and then he ascends where the prince in white clothes and the white hair is sitting motionless on an ornate rose orb in a pillar of light. This is all normal stuff. Yeah. And at his side is the sword of Dios. Uh, on his, uh... On his hilt, his, uh, sword belt. His, his sword holding hitch. And the guy is in there and he's like, you still haven't awakened? The egg's shell is unbroken? 
Even the student council president failed. This was her seventh trial, the trial of self. And there's a big red stained glass window glowing in red light, which has the French word soir in it, which we are, from context clues, to assume means self, because I don't speak French. But I do. It means self. Okay. <laughs> it, it, I had to I break it. I only did a little bit of high school French. I assume it's French. It could be another romantic language. Fuck. Shit, it could but be. But I feel like from the thematic links of this show to like the Rose of Versailles that we've talked about before, mm. I feel like it's probably French. It's probably Francois. It could be Latin. Fuck. But I'm guessing French. And oh. I refuse to do any more research. <laughs> I refuse you to budge on this opinion. can't make me. I don't go to school anymore. <laughs> I don't do university. Mm-hmm. I don't do school. I don't even do kindergarten, all mm. right? I'm a big boy with big plans. Did seeing her defend the Rose Bride make you feel something? And he just kind of looks up a little bit. Even the heart of the Rose Bride was moved. But, oh my gosh, that's not true. In the first duel, the duel for friendship, even then you felt something. And then we see that first duel with Sayonji. Mm. Where she he humiliated Wakaba and slapped Anthe. And Utena was like, can't have that. Fighting with a wooden with sword. Yep. And then uh, he breaks the wooden sword, gets empowered by the prince. Yeah, we, we, we assume we really don't need to go through all of these beat by beat because we've done previous. What if we did a clip show of our podcast and put in the? Or- I'm not going to do this because that's more work for me. Uh, but but what if we just chucked in our discussion of the duels right here <laughs> and didn't happen? No. Okay, here we go. So basically, but listeners, why don't you make your own clip show and go back and listen to the relevant episodes now? <laughs> this is episode U one. U one. Yeah, that's how I number them. Oh, well, listeners, no. Oh, as in like letter U one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant because they're going off and watching their own clip shows. Ah, I see. It would be like this is episode U one. <laughs> Crucially, shot of Kiryu in the sky perverts roost watching that first duel. Ooh. Which I don't think we got at the time. I feel like we only got him from there from the second one, but I could be mistaken. Well, we don't see his face. Ah, yeah. Mysterious yeah. red-haired figure. Mm. Nick, I noticed while we were watching this episode, that with the exception of Kiryu, all of the student council duelists have pants in their key colour. And I asked you, is that while they're dueling or while they're at school? I think it's all the time. So, Jury's wearing... Orange. Orange. Pants, Mickey's wearing blue. blue pants. Sionji's wearing green. Green pants. Kiryu's wearing... All white, with red highlights. And... Who's the other student council member? That's all of them, folks. Is it? Yep, Nanami also dueled. <laughs> oh, yeah, Nanami also dueled, yeah, but she's not. <laughs> well, she, yeah, she's got a variety of outfits. She yeah. has the girl school uniform. She wears a big yellow and black dress. She wears mm. her Kill Bill dual suit. She has as many problems as she has outfits. <laughs> yeah. So we see that, we see Anthe and... Yep, she walks the path yep. of the duelist. And then in the second duel, Choice, she decided to be a duelist and won. Ah, Schwa. Schwa. Schwa, schwa, schwa. So Sayonji duel again. Um, this time Utena has the sword of Dios. Uh, and she wins. And the sky prince descends and possesses her. And it looks like a loading screen. Which is very weird because previously, in the in the last one. Previously? We didn't have that. She, I think she got embodied by the prince anyway, right? But no loading screen. Uh, yeah. It was very weird. Very weird. But I forgot, like, I forgot till rewatching the duel in this sequence. Like, there's a whole, like, her Studio Ghibli style ascending, like, slightly floating with floaty hair as, like, it superimposes the image of mm. the prince over her. So, like, something's afoot. Yeah. And he's up in the Sky Palace catatonic or something, 
Well, I mean, does he descend into her? Or... or is he just depressed? And that's why he's not moving or speaking. Well, if you can't crack that shell, it all goes downhill. That doesn't mean anything. Well, you can't crack the shell. Oh, the shell of, of the depression. world. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If a chick can't crack the shell, it will die. That's why it needs therapy. Rough. This is a dark episode. It's a dark show. We're, it's... we're beginning to learn. Mm. So we then have the mid-break, I think. Yep, yep. yep, and the boy is like, that girl is so interesting. Your power, all the power of Dios might be revived with her. Mm. And then we see, like, it really skims over the uh, Mickey and Jury battles, but it's like, blue window, orange window, red window. The blue window, reason. Because Mickey had a reason to, to get the music back. He, he had a raison. Raison. To, to, uh, raison, which is French for raisin, which we might call more commonly a sultana. Jesus which Christ. Which is a word that is like the princess equivalent to a sultan's prince. Sultana. What? <laughs> what? Sultana. Sultana is like the sultan equivalent in the same way princess to prince. Yeah. What the fuck is what? No, because it's not. But didn't That's mean, true, Nick. Get me. It's in the Phantom of the Opera book. Wait, is it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> Crucially, we remember how Mickey was doing well at the duel and was like, I'll never lose. And then Anthe, <laughs> Anthe was wants like... me to win. And then Anthe is like, get him, Ujana, crush him. <laughs> you can actually see the exact second his heart rips in two. And it's the bit where it all goes white and he turns and he's like, <gasps> and then a loading screen rose appears over him. And, and he loses. Dead. And then Jury, who is, her duel is the duel of love because she's got issues with a girl that she loves. Oh, I get it. Ah. Yeah. And uh, notice for the first time this episode that the sword that Jury gave Utena to fight Kiryu is her, her own personal dueling sword. And it's not, not, not just other another one. one she has access to, mm, which I appreciate. Because the hilt is the same. In yeah, the it's a very ornate specific hilt. Yeah. So does she have multiple of those or will she have a new sword next time? No one knows. Will she ever duel again? Almost certainly. Will she ever duel again? Maybe. Will she ever use the same sword? Maybe. Will she ever win? Almost certainly not. Uh, yeah. She's powerful, but I feel like she's going to keep getting fucked over by the storytelling. Yep. And of course, Nanami was the duel of adoration. Uh, adoration. Okay. I have no idea if I said that once right again, Once again, we are treated to the flashback series of Nanami murdering a cat because her brother liked it. Oh, but this time we don't see her show any remorse for the cat getting killed. Just watching as it falls down into the dam. Dam. The dam? The dam. sewers, that's the one. And she's got like her cavalry saber. Mm. Uh, Choix, raison, amour, adoration, conviction, soir. Now, you pointed out while we were watching that I kind of skip over the fact that she loses the conviction duel. Yes. She did not have sufficient conviction and she faltered and Kiryu punished her for that. Mm. It's like in a fighting game, if someone gives you an opening, you punish. Oh yeah. You throw you those mix-ups. You, yeah, you, you play footsies, mm -hmm. and then you zone, yep. and these yep. are all the terms you, I know. You try to grapple where you can, um, you improve your elo score. You use super armor. Once you have enough elo, you can use What's your super- elo? Uh, it's the like ranking system that they use okay. for tournaments. So, I think high elo good- Low What's the bad. thing that they say in like StarCraft about like inputs per second or something? Oh, uh, effective inputs per minute. Oh, good God. Or actions per minute. AP you know, your APM. Yeah, APM. You want a good 120. You know, you, that's, that's, Dude, a, that's, that's a two actions a second. Yes. Good God. That's respectable. Good God, Lemon. That's respectable, right? 
However, effective actions per minute is what you should be tracking because it's like anyone can just go one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two on the keyboard. But. Oh, I thought it was clicks. No, no. Clicks is just like another thing you can do. So APM can be like. <laughs> Nick Nick made a motion of typing on a keyboard and said clicks are another thing you can do. <laughs> but it's like if you just keep clicking the mouse, your APM score goes up, but your EPM. Effectives Ooh. per minute. Yeah. Trash. Absolute garbage. Probably like one. Okay, maybe a bit more than one. But, you know, it's still trash. Okay, so mysterious figure Archeo Mm -hmm. is like, she's cleared seven duels. Could she be the one we've hoped for? Maybe. If she keeps going, there's a chance she will reach the duel named Revolution. Possibly. This is like the most lore we've ever gotten. So, so we does, this mean, does this mean that yep. like when Sionji had the bride, for instance, uh-huh. if he was winning duels while he had her at the time, mm-hmm. he was working his way through these themed duels too? Are these And are these themes specific to Utena or are they part of like a grand ritual that has to be fulfilled to achieve revolution? Hmm. I don't know. We, I don't know. We just don't have enough information about how many stained glass windows these people have access to. <laughs> well, it is an upside down castle. That's so. true. And yet the windows are not upside down unless the people in the castle are also upside down. We just don't know. We don't have that kind of information. Our sources tell us. We don't have don't that kind of information either. because they're just standing in a black void in white pillars of light. However, we do know that end of the world is someone yep we always knew presumably that. resides in or around the sky castle or possibly deep underground yep we know that the prince is in this upside down sky castle and sits on an egg yep and you've got to crack for, the egg for literally hours upon hours upon days and even then he still just has a black void for a face mm, because truly he could never have features okay so this is actually very interesting to me because in like my pre-research for the show, filling it out to think if it was good for the show. Yeah. Like I remembered that and I, I gleaned from that that Anthony had a brother named Akio. Okay. Though I'd forgotten the name at the time, but I knew yeah. she had a brother who was involved. Involved? I assumed that he would be the prince. And how wrong you were. How wrong you were. How very were. wrong, because unless it's like some aspect of him that's locked away. Unclear, but the prince is around and Akio is talking to him. Yeah, well, he could just be like hidden in his psyche, you reckon? And also in a sky castle. In a sky castle that's upside down and magical. When we finally reach the day we've waited and hoped for, we will both profit equally from it. And then he throws a pink rose down on the ground and says, but a new stage is about to begin. And the rose falls into a field of like either... Dark roses roses or black roses? (gasps) Black roses. How will she fight in the battles to come? Pink rose amongst all the white, the the black roses. And then in the the bedroom that they live in, Anthe enters as we just hear Utena being like, hey, cut it out, choo-choo, cut it out. And they're roughhousing in the bed. (laughs) And uh, she's just hanging off the side. Hey, welcome back. Oh, the clouds are moving so quickly. She said, Anthe says, looking at the window. Symbolism. Hmm. And as the night sky, and then in a secret dark chamber deep underground, there is a black rose in a an ultraviolet light-looking sort of thing. Like, like it basically looks like a neon glass, neon case. cube. Yeah, a neon cube case kind of thing. 
the with a single black rose in an otherwise entirely darkened room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there is a room with a butterfly like mounted on the wall in a frame, mm-hmm. um, which will be significant next time. Uh, and then an- an- yet another stained glass rose window. But it's blue now. And a um, what looks like a rose seal ring, but it's black. Ooh. And we learn a bit about those next episode too. There's also a shot of like a hundred yeah. dudes. I missed, I missed a photo of it, but then there's a shot of like, yeah, a large group of boys that all turn and look at the camera at once. And then revolution. Nope, absolute, absolute destiny apocalypse. Oh, absolute, that's a, yep, that one. Yep. And then. Next time on. That's it. Yeah. What an epi. What an episode. So many clips, so little time. <laughs> so many clips, so little reason to discuss them in detail. <laughs> so I think you said that someone sent us a message. Yeah, someone sent me a message on Twitter in response to our last episode. I'm mm. going to pull it up. And they basically said, hey guys, so just so okay. you're aware. So Dim Pilot said, yep. I love this episode, but you got to know, Utena has the best clip show episodes in all of television. <laughs> They're all legitimately good episodes, although the first is the best. And I would say... This was a good episode. It was fine. Yep. We got new We definitely learned things mm. and it recontextualized things that we knew. Yeah. Unlike um, other shows that have done. But also it raised as many questions as it answered. Yeah. Because it answered very few of them. Yeah. I was going to, it's probably just, uh, it's better than some other shows we've watched where it gives no new context or new information, but repeatedly just, yeah, shows just, you the it's same just a content. Reminder. Yeah. And that's what I thought it was going to be when I thought it was going to be before the climax of the first arc. Mm. I thought it was going to be, you know, did you miss some episodes in the lead up to the thrilling conclusion next week? Well, here's everything you need to know. No, this one. This one has new shit. When the episode started and it opened on the Shadow Puppet Girls, I thought it was going to be all them all the time. Oh, no. That'd be very rough for us. Episode 14. Note. I saw a certain horror movie when I was in middle school. Oh, which one? Well, I'll get to that in a moment, actually. Well, then I'll stop interrupting. (laughs) There was a secret mortuary in an underground chamber and the dead were electronically transmitted, still in their coffins, to the other world where they were forced into slavery. The movie's story was utterly absurd, but the division of the world into opposite poles of living and dead felt real to me somehow. (laughs) Sorry? What? Our world has been spoken of in bipolar fashion for ages. Mm -hmm. In my student days, there was a popular book that compared the affluent with the non-affluent and sorted everything into categories called loaded and broke. I like that. (laughs) You're going to be using that in the future now. You're going to be like, guys. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, it's it's the new uh, broke slash woke meme. (laughs) You've got loaded and broke. Broke. Um, serious uh, discussion of themes and critique in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Loaded. Jojosworld.net. <laughs> the bad boys of anime podcasting, parentheses, and by bad we mean terrible. Yikes. In parentheses. It was the bubble era, and the aim of the book was probably to get a laugh. Nick, are you familiar with the bubble era? In Japan in yeah. the 1990s. 1980s, I believe. 1980s, yes. because housing prices were going through the roof. I assume the Yakuza were buying them up. We've all played Yakuza Zero, which famously takes place in the bubble era. Oh, yeah. It was the bubble era, Mm -hmm. and the aim of the book was probably to get a laugh by saying, they call us wealthy, but our lifestyle is practically in the trash can. (laughs) All right. Uh, That's that's a tale as old as time, isn't it? The rich get richer. They really do. Of course, uh, before the global pandemic in 2020, uh, eight people owned as... 
eight people owned as much uh, wealth as half the population of the earth. Mm-hmm. And since then, it has been reduced to three people. Ah, very good. Very good. Yeah, give... It depends on your exact metric, but that's a rough equivalence. Mm. Mm. I wish I had money. Me too. I would mm. like to win the lottery. Yeah. Not like $70 billion, but I would like a bit of money. I don't ask for a lot. But if I could just have enough money that I don't need to work again, that would be really nice. Patreon.com slash Jojo as well. Okay. But for some reason, I couldn't laugh. Years later, the winning side was popular in the media. I thought it was horrid. And sure enough, people started using the opposite phrase, the losing side, as a masochistic joke. Mm. I still couldn't laugh, though. One day, I saw a girl on TV said, There are only two types of people in this world. The ones who are chosen and the ones who aren't chosen. That gave me a start. To be not chosen is to die, said the girl. I decided to try my hand at that. The Black Rose arc. Oh. Oh my god. What does it mean? They're all people, I assume what it means is they're all people who are going to feel rejected or downcast or like they are the have-nots for some reason. And then that friggin' guy, whose name I've already forgotten but is introduced this episode, yeah. will be like, oh, you want to be one of the haves, do you? Well, let me stick this black rose onto your chest and bring out your darker desires to give you the power to do what, what must be done for my own ends. Power corrupts, but so does this rose. So, circling back... Mm-hmm. First, circling back to that second point, the person who translated this note points out the striking similarity of this story with parts of Ikahara's later 2011 anime, Moaru Penguin Drum. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Particularly, the child broiler. What? The child broiler. I think that's going to remain a mystery for the ages because Nick, oh. the horror film he was first talking about mm-hmm. um, is speculated to have been Phantasm, the 1979 American horror film which introduces the Tall Man, a supernatural and malevolent undertaker who turns the, un- the dead of Earth into dwarf zombies to be sent to his planet and used as slaves. He is opposed by a young boy, Mike, who tries to convince his older brother, Jody, and his family, Reg- family friend, Reggie, of the threat. Huh. I may be mistaken, but I think this is the movie where the villain goes, You play a pretty good game, boy, but now the game is over. Now you die. Question, when you say the tall man... The tall man. Is it literally just a guy who is tall, like in um, like in XCOM, right? You've got the tall man alien. But he's just a guy that's pretty tall. He looks like a guy who's pretty tall. Yep, that looks like a tall man. All right, never mind. Never mind, that's just a tall dude. Originally, the tall man was a mild-mannered 19th century mortician by the name of Jebediah Morningside. Jesus. Blah, blah, blah. Jebediah's research eventually led him to construct a machine that enabled him to travel through time and space after going through the portal for the first time traveling to a destination unknown he promptly returned irrevocably changed and henceforth known as the tall man Ooh. so he used to be a good human being no but now he's a worse one he developed a fascination with any possible connection between our world and the world of the dead Ooh. anyway utena we're not talking about tall men we're utena. talking about lank ladies be puppets you gotta be puppets. Look, we open on this shot of this building we've never seen before mm. as part of the school when we spend a lot of time there this episode. There's a lot of like, oh, yeah, this was here the whole time kind of things <laughs> happening this yeah. episode. Oh, you've had a brother the whole time. Well, you have a brother. Yeah, yeah. been visiting him every weekend. Oh, okay. You've been visiting him every Saturday. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, hap- that's just been happening this whole okay. time? So, there are these two characters underground. They're both mysterious in this scene. Mm-hmm. One of them is... A, okay, I, I suspect that I, I, I suspect slash query there might be like some 1997 era gender 
stuff going on here. Okay. Because this character who is speak is, is voiced by a female actor at least. Let's 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 start there. Uh, is, is he? No, she? the other one. Them? Yep. They. Uh, they. Let's go with they for now. I is guess. they? Later on. Um, the other person they're speaking to is like, I want you to be the new Rose Bride. And then they respond, you mean Rose Groom, right? I'm a boy. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 no. So no. we'll figure out what's going on there as we get more information, yeah. I guess. So they're, they're underground in this in that chamber with the black rose and nothing else. Yeah, with the, with the neon cube. Yeah. Even deep underground where the sun cannot reach, this rose still blooms nicely. Oh, it's because my black rose absorbs darkness itself. Ho, 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 ho. So mysterious. So this is... And she's talking to so- Soji. Mm-hmm. And they say, um, I've heard that Toga Kiryu, the president of the student council, has been absent all this time. One loss was all Kind of like how Sayonji hid in his room for six episodes after losing, I guess. But Kiryu's just like listening to the same thing on loop, stuck in his opulent mansion. His decadent manner. As he's just like, I couldn't do it. I lost one jewel. It's all gone from me. What an asshole. So Utena is walking home and she's like, Choo Choo, I'm home. And Choo Choo's all like, aha. Aha. But... It's it's real season two quick reintroduction of the key key cast right mm. uh, walking along the banister into the room they share <laughs> after introducing new characters yeah of course yeah. she gets home him and Maya I'm home oh she's not here here choo choo a cake left over from the party we had a party at class today choo choo opens up cake she's often out on Saturday nights do you know anything about that choo 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 choo's kind of falling out the window because the cake was put on the windowsill which was open and he's overbalanced <gasps> oh Anthony you're home. Oh, yes, there's someone I visit once a week. Who's what? that? Who's that? My brother. Oh, yeah. What? Choo Choo, did you know about that? Choo Choo did not know about and that. And then they are, they're in a big lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, this was comedy. I liked this. Yeah. They get out of this big lift and they get into this room with like a huge, like... Projector kind of thing. Like Stargazer projector. It looks like projector. a big science device. Yeah. And she's like, oh, wrong floor. Boop. And Closes the lift again. And Anthony's like, no, 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 no. no. This is the right yeah. floor. Don't worry. So good joke. Then they get out. And uh, then, like, oh, this is the chairman's house. Is this pretty huge? Is this your big brother? She says, gesturing at the device. <laughs> and Anthony's like, no, my no, big brother is a, definitely a real that's person. That's a planetarium projector. Oh, I'll oh. walk around it. Oh, oh, okay. There's a there's a man canoodling with a woman over there. We should go. This is a private affair. Yeah. So they head on back to the elevator. Utena pushes the elevator button. But then we then transition to... The they're very they're next all shot. sitting on couches and talking to each other. Yeah. Utena is blushing. So this guy. This guy. It's Akio from the previous episode. Now, Akio Otori. Not that, the... That's um, Otori Academy. Oh. oh. Now. What does that mean? Who knows? He says he's only the acting chairman. But does that mean he's the chairman? Well, we learn. Okay. Quick, quick summary of the exposition we get. Okay. He is engaged to Kane. Uh-huh. Please forgive my pronunciation. Come on, Kane. Who, her father is the real chairman and he is fond of Akio. So while he's away, apparently for his health. uh, That makes sense. Akio is the chairman. What's Kane's last name? Is it Otori? We don't know. Hmm. Okay. Either way, Akio has taken this lovely last name of Otori. Yes. So. Congrats. How that makes him the... Brother of Anthe Himamea, we'll never know. We plan to be married as soon as I graduate from high school. He's an adult man. I'm a high schooler. We're engaged. It's very normal. <laughs> well, for the time. That's fucked up, right? Oh, yeah. No, all of this gets very weird very quickly. Oh, yeah. Real weird vibes from this Akio fella. Oh, my God. So weird. 
All right, he's got this big projector because he likes stargazing. He's so very fond of the he stars. He turns this room into a big planetarium. When he finds a comet that no one's ever found, he will... Um, name it after Kane. Yep, name it after Kane. Ah. Oh. Anthe's just kind of sitting there the whole time. Utena's like looking back and forth between Anthe and um, Akio. They just discuss stars a lot. Yep. If I find a comet, I'll name it for you. And she's like, oh, what a hopeless boy with his astronomy. And I haven't been here at a Tory Academy for long, even though I share the name of it. But there's one thing I know. The students are free, they love to learn, and they never have secret duels. Isn't that right, Anthe? Uh, and so Utena's <laughs> looking at him just going, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Nothing bad. Turn to camera. Nothing bad ever happens at a Tory Academy. <laughs> so... And then there's a quick shot to plucking the black rose out of its chamber. Oh, raising drama. Gone from the cube. So th- then they're leaving. They've had a pleasant visit. Pleasant? Or just awkward? I think pleasant. Okay. All right. And Kane chats to... Um, Anthe. Anthe as they're heading into the lift. And she's like, oh. Anthe says, well, Miss Kane, I'll see you later. And she says, oh, please, would you call me sister now? We'll be engaged soon. I'll be your sister-in-law soon. And then there's a quick sh- shot back and forth between Anthe, like her closed eyes smile. And um, there's a bit of a silence. And then she just goes, sure. And then the next shot is outside. Yeah. So they're walking home. Uh, no, no, sorry. Uh, we are in that one building that's become significant all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mr. Mikage who is uh, the the pink-haired boy from the secret Black Rose chamber. Yeah. He is beetling away at a computer as some of the academic staff are like, well done, because of your paper, we got that... Uh, Who knows We got what? that job. We got that thing done. Yeah. Uh, quick, one of them... Quick one of give them him the gift. Yeah, one of them just nudges him. He's like, come on, hand, hand it over. Come on, quick. Oh, my wife went to a hot spring yesterday, so we got you this. Hey, no, 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 hey, hurry up. Come on, get, 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 get your act the fuck together, man. He's a busy guy. Look, he's on the computer even he's talking to us. All right, look at him. Look at him go, okay? He's got he's got sharp hands. We gave you this, and it appears to be a, gift a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some kind of gift voucher or it's something. A piece of, it might be an envelope or something. It could be a citizenship. No one knows. It could be an honorary diploma. Oh. We just don't know. At the very least, I'd like you to have this. And he says, no need for any rewards. You guys can just owe me a favour one day. Sorry, he's soft-spoken. No need for any rewards. You guys can owe me a favour someday. Um, and the dudes just look at the thing and go, well, all right then. And they just take it, put it back in their bag. Yep. Start walking and out. And they leave, they leave and they exposit. Uh, so from outside, so Nick, they're talking. This, about- was, this was the first of many times that I turned to you this episode and said, ah, the boy of the Black Rose or something like that. The number of times we said, oh, the boys of the Black Rose about literally anything. Yeah, literally any boys or anything in relation to Black Roses. If there episode. was a rose on the screen, black or not, we're like, oh, ah, the Black Rose. The Black Rose boys are back in town. Oh, that's it. It looks like a rose. It must be the Black Rose. Mm. The great charismatic high school sponsor of the Mikage Seminar. What a presence he has. The Mikage Seminar, also known as the Circle of the Black Rose, mm-hmm. it's like a secret high-level society that many high-level bureaucrats might be members of. Oh. And we owe him now. Oh. Ugh. Why didn't he take the reward? Soji Mikage, the genius high school student. Quick shot on the meeting. screen. Yeah. With Mickey. <gasps> and he's invited Mickey to join his seminar, his secret society, but Mickey humbly declines. Mm. I don't feel like I'd be worthy of being of such a great group. And he's like, oh, well, sip soda. You should be, but it's your choice. I'll infect you with black rose energy later, Mickey. 
Oh, shit, Next episode, will. I think. Oh shit. Um, so yeah, this this guy Makage looks smug as hell. Yeah, is like, it Shoji Makage? Shoji Makage. Shoji Makage. He looks very smug, very like, well, huh. it was your I'm choice. I'm in complete control of this situation. Right? All right, Shadow the Hedgehog. No, that was. That's, my, I had like notes of Seto Kaiba, I guess, <laughs> like a drunk Seto Kaiba. Well, it's me, Seto Kaiba, after five years from the tournament, and I'm sending Black Rose rings into space. Because if there is intelligent life out there, let's teach him how to duel. <laughs> you know what it sounds okay, like? Listen, I'll look up the YouTube video. Seto Kaiba is fucking insane. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like Seto Kaiba has retired. He's like 70 years old. And a guy has to constantly come up to me like, you need to stop. It's just like, really? It's me, Seto Kaiba. I'm, I'm going to have another tournament. A guy just walks up. Hey. I, Why don't you go play not... with your dragon statues? Ah, uh, yeah, I could do that. Like slowly walk over. There's blue eyes, white dragon statues. Even now, Utena and Anthea are walking past that one building. And... Uh, Anthony thanks Utena for not telling her, for not telling Akio that she's the Rose Bride, mm-hmm. even though we know that he knows, yep. but she doesn't know that he knows. Oh man, the lies. And he knows that she doesn't know that he knows. <laughs> man, the web of lies gets ever thicker because we know mm-hmm. that he knows that she doesn't know that he... Wait, hang on, no. Yeah, I'm happy not to tell him. Kane okay. seems nice and I don't want her to get mixed up in all these sword fights. Oh, foreshadowing. Mm. With our knowledge of dramatic irony, we know that statement. We know that's going to come back to yeah. bite her. And then Mickey comes out of, of that meeting because they're walking past that one building. And he's oh. all like, oh, what the fuck are you two doing here? <laughs> Basically. Oh, you were visiting the chairman. Great. What are you up to? Oh, there's something I wanted to see in the reference room here. Ah, uh, studying even on your day off. Classic Mickey. And Mickey's all like, ka-chink with a stopwatch. Yep, 17 seconds. What does it mean? Dunno. Mm. But the stopwatch has two rose emblems on it. Oh. Just like everything here. <laughs> Every fucking thing here's got a rose emblem on it. <laughs> Even Kiryu's phone had one. It did. Yep. Right on the hilt. You don't know about Nomuro Memorial Hall? Hang on, say that again. Nomuro Memorial Hall? Say that again. Nemoro Memorial Hall. You have said three different things. Nemoro Memorial Hall. Nem- Nemoro, as in Nemiro or Nemoro? Nemuro. Nemuro. Nemuro Memorial Hall. Nemuro Memorial Hall. Wait, say that again. Nemuro <laughs> Memorial Hall. Right. This building has a history. And then all the dead boys turn to look at us again. In that sweet, weird blue neon bullshit. Apparently, a long time ago, 100 boys were buried alive here. Nick, when we started doing Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant, we only planned to do the first arc and then watch the movie. And then someone told me that, oh, you got to do at least the first two because from the second one, things get like Danganronpa style dark, <laughs> like a hundred boys buried alive. So why they were buried alive here? Not sure, but we know they 100% were. And then we cut to an empty room uh, with like a hundred pairs of shoes lined against the wall. And both of us were like, Ah, oh, shit. They kept the shoes. Yeah. It's a bit brutal. Apparently, mm-hmm. hangmen or or executioners would often keep the shoes. Yeah. Yep. Well, what else are you going to do with I mean, it? That's good leather, right? Yeah, it's all good leather. It's quality craftsmanship from a fine bootmaker. Well, unless it's a peasant. But they probably wouldn't have any boots then. Ah. Mm. Calloused feet. Calloused feet. Really? Keep that's... the leather from the calloused feet. See, this is what we've lost in our society today. Is that we walk around with shoes on, like the rich, privileged fucks that we are. 
We need to go back to our roots. Bury people alive. Don't wear shoes. Okay, um, so Shoji Mikage. Yep. Is, I'm just going to cut that off. <laughs> Shoji Mikage is like, I believe you deserve to be the Rose Bride. And the unnamed other person is like, surely you mean Rose Groom. I'm a boy. Bride suits you much better. Shoji uh, replies. Yeah, Shoji basically is like, did I fucking stutter? Yeah. And that the other person is putting on their big pink dueling outfit. Yep. Uh, I guess they've just done it, maybe. Maybe. It's real Kiryu lounging against the piano with his shirt off vibes. Yeah. Now, here, interestingly... I will make you the true Rose Bride. I don't know if this is like, you know, gender things yep. happening in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But Shoji Makabe... Makage. Yep. Yep. Effeminate haircut. Effeminate haircut. Real Karen vibes on that hair. But at the same time, very strong blue clothing. Yeah, blue clothes with red highlights. The other character, sort of like, very kind of like, I don't know, male haircut? Androgynous. Androgynous haircut. It looks like the same haircut on the prince. It does, Mm. very much so. But very strong pink outfit. Yes. Very pink. Green highlights and black highlights and red. Mm. Got a lot of highlights. Got a lot of highlights. Got a lot of male, female. Nick, Nick, you speculated this in predictions that there would be another Rose Bride who wanted to claim the power of Dios. And all y'all can thank me for that. Because I really had a long, hard think about that one. (laughs) I don't believe that for a second. I meditated on it for hours, days, until I finally came to the conclusion, what if? We will gain the power of Dios and make mm-hmm. his eternal secrets ours. And then they, the, the other person responds, if you say so, Soji. <laughs> so, question. Mm-hmm. Is Dios the name of the prince? We just don't know. We just don't know. It's impossible to tell. We, we know that Dios, like... Means I mean, like God yeah, or something. Yeah, because, you know, Dio, Italian. Yeah, of Latin. course. Yeah. Real God energy. Yeah. Hmm. But as to whether that represents a person or an ephemeral entity... Or some kind of vague, abstract concept... It's just unknown. Mm. Don't worry, even End of the World recognises our potential. But for this to work, we need to defeat Utena, take Anthe, and then kill her. And I think I was like, oh shit. So this is the villains just like turning to the camera and saying, we're the bad guys this season. Yeah, it's like literally... Baron Harkonnen from Dune being like, oh, by the way, I actually just like taking things for myself. So for ease of reference, let's call this other person the Rose Groom. The Rose Groom? Yeah, going Ro- forward until we get a name. Yep, okay. So the yep. Rose Groom is like, yes, for we- to do that, we need strong duelists. And then Kane walks into that one building, Memoru Memorial Hall or whatever. Nemoru Memorial Hall. Nemuro Memorial Hall. Nemoro. Nemoro Memorial Nemo Memorial Hall. Finding Nemoro Memorial Hall. <laughs> Captain Nemo Memorial Hall. To you. She walks in and then she rings a bell and fills out some paperwork. And she's Akio's fiance. Yes. Yes. His high school age fiance. And mm. she goes to the interview room and she follows just lots and lots of I would say almost a hundred different signs on chairs. Yeah. With, with a single hand. Pointing in the right direction. Yeah. You, you cannot get lost in this building. Just saying interview room and then shut the door behind her in use. So she goes in and she basically has like a therapy or confessional session, right? Mm. Yeah. And she talks about how she's mat- she's engaged to... Akio, Akio, he's great, Mm -hmm. and he seems so childish, but also so mature. Mm -hmm. In that they'll make out underneath his enormous planetarium projector. We can only assume. 
So, you know, he's childlike in that. I want to do anything for him, except I just really hate his sister because she won't like me. That anthy bitch. She just said, sure. What is that? Yeah, like, I gave her one of my really nice scarves one day. And then she wiped her glasses on it. And I said, oh, that's not for wiping your glasses on. It's for wearing. And then she just gave it back to me and said, okay. What if Anthe's broken in some way? I mean, she's the Rose Bride. We don't really know what that does to a person. Yeah, that's true. But maybe she's also a little bit, you know. And as, mm. as, um, as Kane is talking, like we get shots of like this room descending or like, Seeming to descend. Yeah, Willy Wonka. Or, is it, or it's shots style. of the room with all the shoes in it. That also has, we learn later, a bunch of dead bodies in it. Mm. Um, and like possibly just descending down there. Mm. Um, and also, as that happens, we keep cutting back and the butterfly that's on the wall in the therapy room regresses to a chrysalis and then to a caterpillar and then to a leaf. Ah, it's going back. As she's like delving deeper and deeper into her secret traumas. So it's like, this is what I present. And then as we go deeper, it's like, but this is where my, my motivations real, yeah, come from. We're going backwards in time. Mm, I guess. Maybe. It's all very surreal. And like, she's looking at a picture of her and Akio and Anthe, and then she like cr- crumples the Anthe bit in her hand out of frustration. And she's like, I just, I can't stand her. I think father fell ill because that awful girl has been visiting us. What a thing to say. Well, we don't have enough proof. This to is real, it, like, so. she's a witch. She's making us sick. Yeah, well, we don't know the truth, do we? Maybe she is. I've tried so hard to make her like me, but then she just keeps smiling at me. And then Shoji's behind her and is like, he says, I understand. Your only choice is to revolutionize the world. You know, when I'm having a bad day and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up in the morning. I have to perk myself up. And the thing I say to perk myself is that the only choice I have is to revolutionize the world that day. Here, come to this secret underground mortuary. When I need to prep myself in the morning, I make sure to go right to my secret mortuary buried underneath Nomoro Memorial Hall. <laughs> so, um, Kane's like, hey, what's this room? And um, Shoji says, oh, this is a place where 100 duelists now sleep. The room leads to the end of the world, capitalizes in the name. Um, and so he opens up. He cites school ID number D13. And he opens, opens up one it's, of the. It's one, like a morgue they, tray. It's like a rose. Like, we thought they were just like squares or something on the wall, mm. but they are you know, morgue body shoots. Mm. So he opens it up. It's very ornate. It's like got glowing gold um, patterns and. Um, like uh, lining. What's the word? Engravings? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it's got patterns on it. Yep. And he, he pulls out a rose crest ring. Now we see that he's currently wearing a, a regular white, one. Yeah, a white crest ring, but he pulls out a black this one. This one's black. When a crest bearer dies, the colour changes like this. But mm. I like the black ones more. Mm. He finds them more beautiful. So she's scared because this is fucked up. She's just like, I just came here because I wanted to vent about my new sister. But then the rose groom is behind her in the elevator that she's been in the whole time. And just goes, hey... I put my evil inside you. Yeah, like from the room. Yeah. But not actually from the room. Just a thing people yeah, say. Yeah, people do at of screenings the of the room. Because we know what's going to happen. <laughs> you have been chosen by my black rose. And then like silhouette ritual. Like this is your new heart. It's real every season of Sailor Moon. Yeah. Vibes where like Zoicite or whoever will be like, ah, this is a, an, a, a chess, a, a hairdresser who has 
secret desires, and I will use those secret desires to turn them into a monster. Yep. Yep, basically that. Except this is a little bit more sinister because it's not like, <laughs> I turn you into a monster. It's more like, hey. Give in. Hey, hey. Indulge uh, the darkness that's represented gonna... by this black rose and also brought to the fore by this black rose. Hey, shall I just make you a worse person than you are right now? Yeah. Black rose. Help us kill Anthe, please. It's just like, ah. Uh... I assume that's going to be the pattern going forward. Probably. Probably. You were pretty on the money. Yeah. When we saw the next time on, we were like, ooh, should we? Yeah, well, I think we might stop watching those from this point forward because the next one just gave a lot away. Oh, yes. Our predictions might be, well, we we know what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll look up the episode name and then we'll guess. We'll guess what we're going to do. For you, the Black Rose Crest. (laughs) Meanwhile, Utena's hanging out with Wakaba and Wakaba's like, I'm bored. I wish there were fights. (laughs) Wouldn't you love to fight someone at this school? And she's like shadow boxing. And they walk past the friggin' stained glass window where all the shadow puppet plays happen. And we see their silhouettes behind it. So they're not light being projected on it. Yeah, silhouettes on the other side of it. Which means at any point, we could go around it and find out who's doing these fucking shadow puppet plays. You were so animate when you saw that happen. You were like, I knew it. I knew it. They're behind the glass. <laughs> so this was this this was a new... Okay, so Utena opens her locker and finds a dual summons. Like, it's it's a jury summons note, but it's for duelists with a rose emblem Wait, on it. Say? Like a jury summons note. But... Oh, sorry. I thought you mean like jury the character. Oh god no. <laughs> no, no. Uh yeah. As if you're being summoned for jur- jury duty. As if the Grinch has thrown a jury duty summon into your pigeonhole at the post box. Yep, on Christmas Day. Yep. Um and Crucially it's... not on Christmas Day. Crucially that occurs in the lead up to Christmas. Because uh... on Christmas Day he's busy stealing Christmas. I see, I see, I understand now. Um so yeah, it's just like a jewel summit. It's literally like sticky tape to the back of her locker. Yeah. Which how, is weird. How did they get in her locker, Bart? How did they get in the locker? <laughs> uh, and she just kind of sighs and is like, well. I just think duels are neat. <laughs> are you saying this has a lot of combinatorial potential? This is potential? not an accessible joke at all. No, but someone will get it. And then the shadow puppet play happens right behind her. Uh, and it's sort of like, hey. Hey, more duels. It's happening again. Oh, is it just? Yeah. Wow, have you heard the news? And what are we going to do about this wisdom tooth? Ah. <laughs> And that's the end of it. That's the end of the... Sh- it's literally just them examining the yep. wisdom tooth. And it's like, you've gotten... What, what would they say? It's like, you've gotten old. Like you have to get rid of it or yeah. something. But Nick, anyway. the absolute destiny apocalypse <gasps> has a new male vocalist. And boy, does he go for and it. That's a real uh, sinister vibe to it. Mm. It's very dark. It's very brooding. It's very sinister. But it's got a hell of a harmony. Yep. And things are a little different up top in the dueling arena today too. There are, we assume, 100 desks with like funeral flower arrangements on them. They are all in black vases. In a perfect grid. So like 10 by 10. And on the floor next to each of them is a, instead of, is this, I guess this must be instead of last season's rose sigil on the ground. Yep. There's just a hundred red body outlines like crime scene style but shaded in like shaded red yeah and it's like oh okay okay and oh no the rose the rose sigil is still there but then so are the body outlines i wonder if over the course of like the three or four arcs of this show this the floor in this arena is just gonna get real crowded (laughs) (laughs) at first it starts with 100 desks then we slowly smash oh i mean i meant like adding 
there's the rosary sigil yeah. and then the hundred dead bodies and then next season like red cars <laughs> <laughs> we know there are red cars in this show's future but we haven't seen any yet the hell they're gonna come and we're gonna get them <laughs> we're gonna get them red car watch no sightings <laughs> still at large and then in amongst the desks in a fetching purple dueling outfit with <gasps> white pants that's the color of corruption and evil i think no it's the color of royalty purple Yep. No. Yep. No. Yep. No. Yep. Nomuro Memorial Hall. <laughs> Kane's there and she says, Upon the black rose I swear I shall win this duel and kill the rose bride. I'm evil now. <laughs> and Utena's like, uh, uh, Kane? What are you doing here, buddy? Anthe is, I, I was asking you like, hey, does, uh, as this was happening, uh, as we knew that Anthe was up there doing, mm-hmm. changing Utena's clothes magic. Yeah. Um, I, I asked you, do you think Anthe has any strong opinions about her brother's fiance, uh, trying to kill her right now? <laughs> and, but, uh, then Anthe just exposits, um, this isn't the same Kane, we know. <gasps> It's a different human. And she looks crueler and meaner and she's like, this is the real me, the secret me buried within me. Yeah, this is like you have Punisher from 2004 or whatever okay. year it got made. And then you have the MCU TV show tie-in Punisher. I don't know for, if this is the same at all, Nick. For, for like Daredevil and Flash, right? Where like they cashed in and were like, oh, well, if Daredevil went well... We should add in the Punisher. And then they made the Punisher TV show. But it's like, you have old Punisher that's like, yeah, I'm a cool guy. And then you go to the new Punisher. It's like, this is the real me. And the new one is just a much worse, shittier version. Yeah, I don't think it's that at all. I take it all back. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... I retract my statements. Say, for instance, you buried... You had real strong secret resentment against me. Mm -hmm. So I decided to bury a hundred school students. No, I did that. (gasps) And then I put a black rose on your heart that brought out your resentment and you tried to kill me. It's like that. (laughs) It's literally like that. It makes makes more sense when you put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, she helpfully exposits... So long as this black rose exists, I won't play it being that phony me. Quote, unquote. Yeah. The, oh, the black rose is doing it. So I'm just going to destroy that. And oh. so she yanks now out draw a sword, your sword. And is all like, come at me, fuckface. Do it or else I'll take the rose bride. Draws the sword of Dios and the song kicks in. We don't get those nice, just soft, lo-fi beats. <laughs> that we normally did when yeah. we pulled out the sword. Now it's like right into the song. Yeah. And this song is about like spirits and heaven and hell. The Sphinx, the Finx of the Winter Desert. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. I think that was in one of the flashback episode songs. Was that? Yeah. Uh, it was a weird one. Yep. Anyway. In the depths of hell, there is good and evil too. Is there? Ah, even if the salt of hell is carried here, since the forms cloaked in doubt are coming, speak profoundly. Can do. Okay, they fight. Sword fight. It doesn't last very long. No. But you can tell that... Because they had a lot of exposition to get out this episode. Yeah. Kabe is very... So, Kane. No, it's Kabe. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Fuck. Kabe. It's where I park. <laughs> oh, a Kabe. <laughs> hey, everyone. Look at this the guy. The Look at Mr. Tori. Look at Mr. Money Pockets over what here. What do you call it? Car hold. Black Rose. Black Rose. What do you call it? Uh, an Utena. Rose Groom. An Egg. Which is pretty okay. But... <laughs> Um, so she looks min- like very sinister, very evil, very like, I'm going to fucking Put kill you. Put some fucking you. effort into it, Utana. Duel me like you mean it. And Utana's like, Kane, this isn't the real you at all, is it? Kane, you want to kill the Rosebride? Not cool. 
She's like, okay. Actually, no, she jumps back and says, okay, I get you. She literally does like a huge backflip. Yeah. I guess she's been practicing. We know she's good at sports. She did the high jump that time really well in Anthony's body. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she backflips. The prince comes down. Much earlier than from usual. From his high castle. <laughs> um, and His ivory, his upside down <laughs> ivory tower. <laughs> And um, Lieutenant does her signature charge at the camera move and wins. Yep, just embodied by the power of the prince, just wins. And that's it. And then all the desks arrange themselves into four squares at the corner of the dueling space. Hmm. As if by magic. I assume by magic. Because no one's pushing them into these positions. They're just kind of and then, moving um, themselves. And then Kane falls to her knees and clutches her head and... Uh, Screams a bit. That's the last we see of her. Cries but a we lot. find out later from exposition she has no memory of the whole series of events. Oh, and she falls into one of the outlines of, of the one boys. of the dead bodies. Very yeah. ironic. And meanwhile, in the secret underground mortuary, um, that student that... Uh, that uh, Mikage. Yep, got the Black Rose Ring from falls out of the room into a secret underground furnace and is incinerated. And he just kind of, exp- he thinks to himself, uh, all right, I'm going to So that move. was Utena Tenjoha. No wonder U- End of the World is so interested in her. I'm going to need better duelists. Going to need to do more than, quote, create makeshift duelists by freezing their hearts. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Magic. So it's, it's a weekend night... And Anthony's like, I'm going to head on out. I'm going to see my brother. Is Kane okay? Oh, yeah, she's fine. And at first we think, oh, okay. She's just off to see her brother, whatever. But then comes... Things things get a little bit weird. So it starts getting a bit weird at first when Utena's like, oh, Choo Choo, aren't you going as well? And Choo Choo is hiding behind a scrap of paper. As if he's folded a newspaper and he's reading it. But look at his scared little face. He looks pretty unhappy. Yeah, he looks very... A shame? In the planetarium, Anthe turns off all the lights and takes off her glasses. Anthe's brother is is sitting in a very Kiryu-esque come-at-me-girl pose. He's lounging salaciously and sinisterly. And she turns on the the space projector Mm -hmm. and he says... And this is, it's just a black room with the light of the projector now. Mm-hmm. He says, it's been a week. Did you miss me? Oh, Nogsy, did you miss me? Okay, got that out of my system. Okay. Um, it's been a week. Did you miss me? And she says, yes, big brother. And then we pan up. Star shots. Utena sleeping at home and falling asleep at the desk. Choo-choo underneath his newspaper asleep. Mm-hmm. She's been gone for a long time. That's the end of the episode. Ooh. What does that mean? Are they, are they, are they doing it? I, I don't know if they're really Why brother and sister. Why did she take her sister? glasses off? I don't know if they're really brother and sister. I don't know if Are it's they just some... watching the stars and he's just a big creep in po- terms of posture? Is it some weird, like, fusion dance si- His situation? posture was much more upright and forthright when he met with Utana. Mm. But he was also making out with Kane the whole time True. they were there. So... All these, all these sinister boys are real horn dogs. They really are. Oh, well, I mean, a hundred of them are dead, so I mean... <laughs> They can't really pull it off anymore. Although rigor mortis. But I mean, they can't like, you know, yeah. Anyway, so Liam. So Nick. That's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. What were your highlights and lowlights? Uh, great question. Because I know what my highlight Please go is. on. My highlight is going to be the introduction of the Black Ring. Oh, when, when he pulled it out of the and tube like, and yeah. exposited. Yeah, and when he's like, oh, when they die, they turn black. And I'm like, Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. Magical. Yeah. I don't know what it means, mm. but it's cool. Uh, I was just really happy to see some like classic 
Sailor Moon bullshit in this episode. Like, like she like we've we come to realize she's affixing the rose to her chest as if for a duel. Mm. But it looks like it looked like uh, the rose groom stabbed Kane with the with the the stem of the rose to infect her with darkness. Yeah, it was just like, oh, this is oh, so this evil. Is classic. This is so evil. These guys are so evil. Where have they been for the last thirteen episodes? <laughs> so low light then. Huh. I mean, flashback episode, not ideal. Yeah, but that's going to be a flashback yeah. episode. Akio is so... I mean, i got to give my low light to this weird, like, potentially incestual situation. Well, that was not going to be my low light, but okay. I was going to say, uh, maybe the low light for me would just be the, um, the, the bit where it's like they're making out behind the planetarium projector. Mm-hmm. And then hard cut to, oh, hello. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, okay, all right, we're not going to... I mean, Utena was blushing. She looked yeah, nervous. But even so. Oh, honorary highlight to that bit where they arrived in the planetary room and Utena was like, oh, this must be the wrong floor. Oh, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Good bits. So, Nick. Yes. I feel like there's not much point in us doing predictions for next episode because we <laughs> saw in the next time on that um, they're going to infect, infect Mickey's sister with the Black Rose and she's going to duel Utena. Mm, which is not great. No. Not good. Not good for old poor Mickey. But long term... Yeah. What do we think of these Black Rose boys are up to? Oh, there, there could be anything. Okay, so... So it's going to come down to, I think, eventually Utena dueling um, Mikage. Yes. He's the final antagonist of the Of side. course, of course. I think Kiryu's going to come back and stir things up a bit, eventually. I don't Ooh. think... He won't need infection. He's already bad enough. See, I feel like... I feel like this show is really going to forward focus most of the duels being versus Utena. Mm-hmm. But if there was scope for a non-Utena involved duel to happen, yeah. I feel like Kiryu is going to come back and make his play against Black Rose boys and then be defeated. Mm. But I feel like because it's Utena focused, Kiryu will be like, they'll use the Black Rose to re-incentivize him out of his depression or something like that. Hang on, wait. The the duels have to be against the person who has the rose bride. I feel right? like, yeah. Yeah, so they'll pretty much all be on Utena. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people can just have sword fights. Yeah. But the thing is, I think, because they say they want to kill Anthe and take her power and, and take give her it to power. Rose Groom. Right. So I suspect that they will. You know what would be interesting? What? Right? Is if what? They, they meet them in real life mm-hmm. and they are pleasant enough. Wait, who's they in this context? Uh, Makage, Utena, Anthe, Rose Girl. Oh, yeah. And they're all pleasant Real unassuming, to into the exactly. social circle. But they know what's going on. Utena will just be left in the dark going, oh, who's this rando? Yeah. Um, and then they'll fight each other at some point and go, oh, oh, I know you. Do you think at any point they will steal Anthe away? No. I don't think they'd steal her. I mean, win her in the duel. Oh. Oh. I mean, she got stolen by Sayonji that time. It's true. That is true. I want to say no. Okay. Because the, the whole point is, as soon as they get her, she's dead, right? Unless they have to do some sort of ritual. True. True. Some magic bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that's going to be the climax. I think that whether through dual winning, winning or trickery, mm. this just feels like a repeat of the last arc, though. Is the yeah. Thing. That's the. I don't think that's going to happen. But though. I think there's. I think there's potential. Strong climax potential. Mm-hmm. For have to get there and stop them before they sacrifice Anthe in the ritual. Maybe we'll finally meet the prince. Who else do we know who we think is going to be Black Rose or will it be all new characters? Okay, 
Nanami is an easy one, but I don't think she's going to get black roast. I mean, she's she's keen to go for it yeah. any time. Mickey's sister. Mickey's sister, we've seen. Um, the, the jury love interest. Oh, uh, yeah. Wakaba? Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Wakaba's like, I'm always in your shadow. You left me out. Uh, you keep doing these things. and you, you kept the secret duels from me. I wanted to fight at the school. Yeah, you never pay attention to me. You're always just treating me like a side project or something. Yeah. Um, be interesting if they got Sionji back. I was about to say Anthe, but then went, wait, no, it wouldn't. Mm, that's not that's, how that works. Yeah, no. That would be interesting, though. It would be interesting. What uh, if they get Utena and Anthe has to fight Utena? <gasps> That'd be that amazing, though. What's Akio's whole deal? He's the chairman of the school, hmm. possibly fucking his sister, who might not be his actual sister. Maybe. Knows about the prince. Duels. Yeah. And the Rose Groom looks a bit like both the Prince and Akio too. Hmm. Tangled Web. A big mess of shenanigans. Do you think he's banging Anthe? I really, I really do. I really hope not, but I really do. But like, would it therefore be quote unquote Big Brother? It's like abuse. It's like abuse. It's like abuse. <laughs> We're gonna this whole show is like abuse. We're gonna get into some dark territory. We're gonna get some arc. tweets. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to. Um, Uncovering the mysteries. Utena dueling Mickey's sister and Mickey being very conflicted about it. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Oh, sad Mickey. Good old Mickey. And until next time, to, to be, be continued. continued.